Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Inshallah, you guys are all well. Um, I honestly just want to get straight into it. Subhanallah, it's Monday night right now. And I was supposed to release an episode Monday morning, but I didn't get around to it. And it's the next two episodes I've already recorded and it's ready to go. It's all about Umrah and I'm really excited for it. But subhanAllah, today I wanted to make an episode for every single person that is going into university or is in university or just is around those types of environments. This is for you. Like this is big sis advice from me to you, how to stay firm on your deen, how to like develop your identity and just all that advice that I wish I had before I got to university. I think that's 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 the main gist of it today. Um, today's episode is going to be all the advice that I wish I had before I went to university and big sis advice from me to you, um, to anyone that's in uni, going into uni um, in regards to just how to be a Muslim man. Because it's hard. Wallahi, the uni environment, it's, it's something else. Um, but subhanAllah, I actually, surprise, like everything about me is like opposite. Everything about me is like reverse. Like I became more practicing going into university. Um, and that is the case for many people. Um, but for majority, majority or majority, it's a place where people, it's actually worse than losing your deen. It's a place where people's like mindset towards the deen is just weakened. Like physically in terms of someone could be not praying in, in high school and go to university and they're praying um, but that aqidah and like that mindset that they had, that fear of Allah, knowing Allah and, you know, having at least some of the obligations and the haram be a bit heavy and mean something. Once you go to uni, like they muck around with your beliefs. They, they try and make you into everything except for yourself. You know, subhanAllah, it's all about be you and be you at university, but they're accepting of everything and anyone except for you. Know what I mean? Like they're always saying be you, but. As soon as you're you, it's like, oh my God, no, don't do that. Be everything else we're trying to sell to you, but except for yourself. Um, so yeah, inshallah, I just want to get straight into it. And I pray that it is beneficial. Um, I'm going to try and be as quick as possible because I literally waffle on for like too long. And there's like a gazillion topics within this topic. But inshallah, it's going to be a beneficial one. Um, the number one hadith that came to my mind um, when planning this episode and by planning, I was in the masala today and I was like, girls, if you had advice for someone starting university, what would it be? What did you wish that, you know, you were told? And that was my planning session today. Um, but alhamdulillah, the hadith that came to me um, was, and I use this hadith a lot, like it's, I would say it's one of the core compasses in my life. And it's where the Prophet wasallam he tells me and you, he says that if you were to live your life trying to please the people while you are displeasing Allah, not only will Allah be displeased with you, but the people will never be happy from you anyways. But if you live your life pleasing Allah, even though the people are displeased, even though that they're not happy with you, not only will Allah be pleased with you, but he will also make the people be pleased with you. And my friend was like, it's a lose-lose situation and it's a win-win situation. But it's just hard. And especially in the uni setting, you see a lot of the environment is promoting you to please and accept other people and usually it's at the displeasure of Allah and it's 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 very intimidating. Why don't you give me a thumbs up? Anyways, so yeah, the Prophet ﷺ is saying that if you live your life, and I want you to apply this in the uni setting right now because that's what we're talking about. If you're going to live every single day at uni, trying to make everyone happy, trying to fit in because you are going to try so hard to fit in, especially when you get invested into like some really core units or societies and X, Y, and Z. If you try and please every single person there, not only like are you displeasing Allah because I don't think they're calling towards la ilaha illallah. 
not only are you displeasing Allah, but you're also, they're never going to be happy with you. They are, there's an ayat in the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I can't remember exactly, but it's like, they're never going to be pleased with you until you follow their ways. And what's their way? Like, what is your deen and what is their deen? Deen is like a way of life. It's not just your religion. But it's like, you're going to go around every single day trying to please these people. And you've displeased Allah. You've left what he has said to do and what he has said not to do. And at the end of the day, they're never going to be happy with you. Like you will never, ever be able to please everyone. You will never, able, ever, ever be able to fit in to everywhere. But on the other hand, the Prophet wasallam is reminding us of that, of that alternative. He's saying, if you live your life pleasing Allah, whether it pleases or displeases the people, whether it is for you or against you, you live your life trying to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Go about your day, go walk around on campus, go into your classes, do whatever you do, as long as it's pleasing to Allah. Not only is he pleased with you, but he will make the people pleased with you anyways. And really, really like grind that, engrave that, not grind that, you can grind it in your brain, but engrave it in your brain and in your heart and make that your moral compass as you're going through something. Like as soon as something comes up, think to yourself, is this pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Am I really going to give up Allah's pleasure for these people? And I'm probably never going to see them again. I'm probably not even going to see them next semester. Like what am I trying so hard for? And so that's sort of the first, um, like, gist of the conversation that I want to take this to um, and the rest of what I'm going to say it's literally like from my notes in no particular order um, so just bear with me I'm still getting my head around um, the planning and scaffolding of these sort of talks at this rate it's just like waffling um, and especially for girls coming out of high school and I say this because I'm thinking of myself five years ago when I came out of high school so the advice I'm giving to you is the advice I am giving based off myself five years ago if you're coming out of high school, you probably don't have an identity. Um, so don't lose the little identity that you have. Instead, try and gain and find your identity through finding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The only way you can truly find yourself is by knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know Allah, you know yourself. Wallahi, oh my God, I could talk about finding my identity and finding your Islamic identity for hours on end. It's such a deep and like life-changing topic. But just for the general surface level of this, if you're coming out of high school, you you probably don't have that much of a strong identity. You don't really know who you are and what you want to do. Like, if I heard this five years ago, I'd be like, shut up, bro. You're like two years older than me. But hearing that, like giving this to myself now, it's so applicable. Like, especially young girls coming out of high school straight into university, you have very little identity. You have very little grounding and confidence. And you're coming out of this place and this environment where you are being watched and guided 24-7 into this literal zoo <laughs> like literally it's a zoo um and so like everyone's going to be trying to find themselves and fit in in every single way that they can and usually they end up losing themselves find yourself through finding allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by making him core in your day at least please him you yourself like i don't have to give you any more information about what's right and what's wrong you know what's right and what's wrong at least live every single step of your day on campus at university pleasing allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, scout for the Muslims scout for the Muslims on campus as soon as you walk into a class if you see a hijabi if you know someone's a Muslim go to them Muslims aren't always the best Islam is perfect um, as I'm saying like scout for Muslims and I'm going to talk about like your friendship group and all of that in a bit but I want to make something clear as you're going into university Islam is perfect Muslims are not and as you're going into university yes it's really important to make Muslim friends but at the same time, the Muslims you see at uni are not the standard that you should be trying to, like, that's your standard. Like, you see beard, you see abai, you see hijab. 
doesn't mean they're perfect because subhanallah there sometimes could be like a guy a brother and i'm going to talk about like the intergender icky stuff later as well but you could see a brother beard mashallah wearing a thobe as well and he could be on the outward more righteous than your dad but he probably is doing a gazillion other stuff which is not very good and same goes for the sisters yani i'm not you know both ways i've seen that both but subhanallah like, like yes look for muslim friends and groups but at the same time if you see muslim don't see them as the standard and that could be um, defeating to yourself in two ways in the standard that you you've you've made your goal something that you think is righteous but is so far from islam and at the same time you see them and you're like oh they're muslim but at least i'm not doing what they're doing you know what i mean like either way you look at them and you put them on a pedestal or you put them below you it's not doing anything for you and my friend was telling me how because she she um i didn't go to an islamic school growing up if anything <laughs> Like I went to a school, I was the only Muslim besides my sister um, and my brother before he graduated. But like no Muslim environment whatsoever. I went to Gordon West Primary, which is like near Pimble. And I went to Pennon Hills High School. Bare Muslim, like no Muslims. So I didn't grow up in that Muslim environment, especially at school. And she was telling me that coming from an Islamic school, like university was a big shock to her. Like especially culturally. Um, and she was telling me how... To, to remind you guys, so shout out to her. She was telling me to tell you guys, um, what was she telling me to tell you? <laughs> the one thing she, the one advice she told me, I forgot. Oh, uh, I say, no, Muhammad, guys, bear with me. Oh yeah, she was telling me, it's like, when you come to uni, just because your teachers aren't there and your parents aren't there and you're out of the area, doesn't mean stuff is halal. doesn't mean Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not there. Because she was telling me how like, you know, in the Muslim schools, in the Muslim community, at the Quran schools and stuff, she would see Quran teachers and and people she looked up to in high school, um, you know, the outside etiquettes and adab and deen that she would she looked up to. She sees them at university, some of them taking their hijabs off when they come onto campus, some of them with like boys' arms around their um their their shoulders and everything, and just, you know, mixing with the wrong crowds. And so she's seen them in the area, in the Muslim environment in a certain light. But then they come to university and act like there's a different God there or that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can't see them there. Um, and so she was, you know, like, especially when you come out of that environment where it's a Muslim school or, you know, your parents aren't around there. You have this freedom. You're going to the city. Just because all of that is there doesn't mean that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not there. Doesn't mean that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not watching. Doesn't mean the sin that you do in the area when the aunties are watching is any less than the sin that you're doing in the city at university when no one else is there. So, and honestly... We were talking about it and it's like if you live your life like that being someone in a light and someone else in a different environment you're going to be conflicting with yourself 24 7 you're gonna and oh my god i could talk about this this is this is like for identity this is the identity side but it's like even though you think that you're getting pleasure and you're happy and you're having fun like the 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 battle that you have with your nafs is is something else it's it's honestly something else and there's no peace in that. There's no barakah in that. There's there's nothing in that. And once again, you have a fitrah. You know what is right and wrong. Um, and once again, don't try and please the people. Try and please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as I said, um, she was telling me how it's a big culture shock because like, if you go into a Muslim school, chances are you haven't been really exposed to a lot of, you know, that kind of pride and fluidy people. But when you go to university, it's literally shoved down your throat. If you do not accept my pronouns as they, them, X, Y, Z, then you are homophobic. You suck. You should get kicked out of uni. That's their approach with you. That's literally their approach with you. And I could, 
I had a, I had a guy, quote unquote guy, listen, listen to this story. And then I'll get into like pronouns with this as well. I had a guy in my class and for the, like he was in my group assignment and he was, you know, whenever we would talk about, because um, one time in the class, the teacher was like, put your hand up if you will have a inclusive classroom and you will put your pronouns on the board. Everyone put their hands up. I didn't put my hand up. And then she was like, she, I say he, because at this point I thought it was a he. He was like to me, oh, you know, like, what if you're the reason that um, a student, because I'm studying to be a teacher, I'm doing Bachelor of Engineering, Masters of Teaching. So this was in my teaching, um, one of my teaching classes. What if you become the reason that someone unalives themselves? And I'm like, what do you mean? He was like, well, if you don't address their pronouns, then that could lead to unaliving. And I'm like, <laughs> I just call them by their name. And then he's, uh, he's like to me, okay, what, what about me? What are you going to say to me? And then I was like, what do you go by and he was like I'm a they them no I didn't ask him what do you go by he's he was like what are you gonna say to me I identify as they them and then I asked him what's your name and he's like Zilf I take that back it was not Zilf <laughs> I need to cut that okay I'm gonna do this again because I said the name I need to say a different name you know what sack it I guess um education purposes uh he was like I was like to him what is your name and he's like Zilf and I'm like well I'll call you by Zilf and then he's like oh so you're just gonna say my name I'm like do you not like your name <laughs> Like literally like, but honestly, at the same time, I'm saying this now, I'm saying this with confidence. I am so, alhamdulillah, firm in my deen in the setting at university. I can, you know, be confident with it. You know what I mean? Ask me like four or five years ago, I probably would have wa waved the rainbow flag with them. I'm being serious. Like I'm honestly being serious. I had no confidence in my deen. I didn't even know who I am. So of course I'll try and fit in. Me, if I, you know, just, it's just a pronoun. I'll just please you. Done. Easy. Uh, Assalamu alaikum. They, them. You know what I mean? couple of years ago I would have just accepted fit in whatever whatever is easy but now you're telling me to acknowledge you you're telling me to acknowledge that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the king of all kings made a mistake and misgendered you at birth get out of here I don't believe my lord makes mistakes you know what I mean like I am so confident in it now I subhanallah before I started becoming practicing I had people questioning my faith left right and center now that I'm like alhamdulillah at a confident level in it I crave for someone to be Islamophobic, I crave for someone to question my faith. Like, I just see it as a da'wah opportunity and a room for conversation. But alhamdulillah, no one's speaking to me, uh, which is, I'm not complaining about, but I would, you know, I'm open to the opportunity, like anyone that speaks to me. I said I was going to be quick. I need to get through this. Um, what's it called? But yeah, so they, them, um, don't accept it. It's, it's a big culture shock. And I'm going to get into the whole aspect of it's not that deep because get that out of your brain. Um, Anything and everything is deep in Islam. And don't see that as a, ugh, see that as a Allahumma barak. I mean, like, I don't know, mashallah, I don't know what to say. But anyways, and so the, this person was like every single group assignment that we had, every single time in the group, he would bring it up. And we're in a group setting, like it's me and two other people and him, quote unquote him. And then the, um, they're saying, you know, like uh, homosexuality isn't really forbidden by word in, in the Quran. And I'm like, story of Lut. He was like, yeah, but the act, it's like... This person has been studying the Quran to make homosexuality halal. And they're coming to me about it. This is literally last year. And I'm like, you know, story of Lut. And it's like, oh, but the act itself isn't haram. And I'm like, this ayah means this, this, and this. Oh, but you know, there's interpretations of Allah. I was like, listen, we're not like the Bible where that we understand it more. The um, We understand and we, and we, and we interpret the verses um, better and better as the time progresses. I say, if we want a solid core understanding, we go as close to the time as revelation as possible. This is what the scholars 1400 years ago said. 
1300 years ago said, 1200 years ago said, 1000 years ago said, 200 years ago said as well. This is what they have been saying. The points that you are mentioning to me, the speakers that you are mentioning to me are in the last 50 years. I don't go by that. I go by what's there. And he's like, yeah, and I'm like, listen, do you, you don't believe in God. So you will never, ever understand my perspective. I believe in God. And I believe that God that created you and me um, has created us. And he has created us in perfect fashion. And I, I believe that he has also sent prophets and messengers. And I believe that God has also sent us a divine book that has no mistakes, that has no contradictions, that has prophecies and has so many other miracles just within it, just within the book. This is besides the prophet's prophecies. I believe in this book. And so when the creator that made me perfect, that is all-knowing, all-just, all-loving, this is how I see the creator that created the heavens and universe and the one that created you and me. When that creator says something is not wrong, when that creator says something is wrong, whether I agree with it or not, whether I understand it or not, I hear and I obey. To you, it might be oppressive. To you, it might be backwards. Maybe I might think the same thing. I don't. But I hear and I obey. That's it. Like, you, honestly, I am not trying to push my Islam down your throat, but they are trying to push every single tranny LGBTQ aspect down yours. And they are going to keep coming and coming and coming at you. The teacher, um, the, the one that mentioned in class, like, I'm um, put your hand up if you're going to have your um, pronouns on the board and, you know, try and have that supportive, inclusive, inclusive classroom. And then obviously I didn't put my hand up, but then she was talking about afterwards. She was like, yeah, some schools are still backwards um, and they won't allow it. So just be careful in where you want to teach and hopefully we'll see the progression over time. And shoving it down your throat. Um, anyways, and <laughs> this conversation, like I need to get out of it. But final on that, like he was trying to tell me like, you know, um, I, I was talking about bathrooms. I was like, you tell me, you tell me. A born male, is it fair for him to go into a female bathroom? I don't feel comfortable. I can't take my scarf off around um, non-female non born females. Like, that I have to spell it out like that is already like, ugh. Anyways, um, and then she's trying to, he's trying to tell me, oh, you know, it's not safe for, you know, if, if a girl transitioned to a guy, then, you know, it wouldn't be safe for them to continue to go into the men's bathroom and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, I need for everyone else's, for the whole entire Muslim population's comfort. You want to, you want to sack them to the side and bring this person in just to make them feel safe and comfortable. What about us? I don't feel comfortable. If you are not a born female, I don't care what you look like. I don't want you in the bathroom. I can't take my scarf off. That is my safe space. And they're trying to be like, oh, well. And I was like, why can't they use the disabled bathroom, the unisex bathroom? And they're like, oh, but like if they're standing outside the unisex bathroom, um, they could be targeted. So it's not really safe for them. Yeah, the unisex bathroom, they're not even happy with. So once again, <laughs> this is just an example. Anyways, and then he was like to me, oh, you wouldn't even know. And this is actually true. You wouldn't even know if a born male who's transitioned into a quote unquote female enters into the female bathroom. It happens all the time. And I'm saying, that's why I'm trying to say, if you're a born female, don't come into the bathroom. And he's like, yeah, but you'll never know. And I'm like, la ilaha illallah. He's like, for example, me, um, I don't feel comfortable going into a girl's bathroom. And I'm like, yeah, you're a guy. And then he's like, no, I'm actually a girl. And I'm like, you're XX. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you're XX chromosome? He's like, yeah. I'm like, what's up, sister? I was like, see, you can come to the bathroom. <laughs> I don't even know the rulings in regards to that. But turned out she, she was a girl. She was a literal girl, but I thought it was a man in the, the short hair, the, 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 the straight skinny jeans and pants and everything. Like, Allahu Akbar. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, this is just an instant. This is me in my fourth year of uni. 
where we have little interactions and classes and alasas it's you know like i don't i don't know how to explain it but that's me there you know what i mean and i am telling you now with 100% confidence if i met that trainee person 4 years ago in my first year of university i would be saying they they them and i'll be like do you even want me to wear a rainbow to make you happy it's not that foreign especially for our muslim youth that don't have a proper islamic identity that don't really know who allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is it is not foreign enough for them to be accepting to that and there is a whole tranny muslim community out there astaghfirullah but at the same time it's it's not something foreign anymore if anything that's like the norm for people at uni because this guy was like this girl was like to me oh i know so many muslims that like wear rainbow and have pronouns and i'm like good for you good for them i don't follow the muslims i follow islam you know what i mean so it's a big culture shock it is a big 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 culture shock and um as i said that whole mindset mindset of it's not that deep get that out of your head and once again it's a whole another topic but you know shaking hands with the opposite gender i was literally in class today and um we're making like these things on the machines like in the wood tech room and uh, for the demo that, that we have to go through like this little demo project and i'm i'm trying to fit my way around the um what's it called the, the one of the saws i don't even know the name i don't like the subject anyways and then the man like grabs my hand to try and put it into position and i take it back and then i'm like oh sorry and then he i'm putting it again and then he tries to i'm sorry i can't and he's like what do you mean i'm like i just can't do male contact and then he's like well, put your hands there then it was so mean and i'm like bro like leave me alone once again if i was 4 years back i would be like oh it's not that deep he's just showing me you know how to um he's a 40 50 year old man but it is deep okay you're not allowed to touch the other gender and the standards that you set for your now for yourself now are the standards you're going to keep and are the standards that people are going to see you as I, I had another group um group class it was like me two other girls and this guy in it and the guy would go around and every single time he'd come into the group he would give them hugs hugs and he'd come over to me to give a hug and I'm like sorry I can't and he went for a high five I'm like sorry I can't he went for a fist bump I'm like sorry I can't he's like why I'm like oh I'm Muslim and he's like they're Muslim as into the other two girls and I'm like yeah but as Muslims we're not allowed to you know do male contact and he's like oh okay and he put his hand on his chest and once again muslims are not your standard islam is so know your islam and and please allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could keep on saying this um and then he put his hand on it and every single time from that day forward he would hug hug and to me he would full salute like a soldier listen the thing is if you hold a standard for yourself people will actually respect you more for it and you will respect yourself and value yourself more like this is like self value and self respect like after it is you know like regards to your deen and subhanallah you find the more that you hold firm to your faith people actually respect you more when i went for my placement um my supervising teacher was like this old um white like man he was like pretty old anyways i was like hi how's it going like i'm raz blah 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 and he went to put his hand in there and i'm like oh sorry i can't handshake and he's like oh i knew that and then um on the last day um he he i was like thank you for having me x y and z blah 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 and he went to handshake again and i'm like sorry i can't do that and then he was like oh i'm so sorry you know the last time i did that i went to the staff room and the whole staff room they were like why did you do that you know she can't shake hands with men like the whole white people staff room knew it and then he got roasted by them and then towards the, after the 6 weeks he did it again he was so apologetic he was like i'm so sorry i respect you blah 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 like don't contradict yourself don't contradict the deen that you have don't contradict yourself hold yourself to a certain value and Umar radhiyallahu anhu said that we are a nation honored by Islam 
your honor is only through Islam. You know that if you try and find your honor elsewhere through any liberal or white person or what kind of other trend it is, you think that will keep you respected and honored by the people? It will not. You are honored through Islam. So remember that. So if you have to decline a handshake, decline a fist bump, decline a hug for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's your jihad. That is literally your jihad. If the people of Gaza are literally dying for their deen, for their land, you can't give up a handshake. That's too uncomfortable for you. Come on, man. Come on. And subhanAllah, one of the things that made me, you know, stop all of that is like four or five years ago, I listened to this podcast and it was about this um, girl. She was like, yeah, you know, I would stop going to um, work parties and I would stop interacting with the males in terms of like handshakes and stuff because of for the sake of, you know, like my deen. And I'm like, brother, this girl is like giving up her job and her opportunities, um, like actually giving up stuff for the sake of pleasing Allah. Like I'm if I don't shake their hand, I'm not losing anything. You know what I mean? Like you're not losing anything if you don't shake their hand. It's it's not the end of the world. And for them, it's actually not that deep. Once And they respect you more. But for you to say it's not that deep and go against your deen, that's khatar. That's like, it's like dangerous territory. So, um, once again, uh, what's it called? What's it called? What's it called? You're not meant to fit in. This is like a subway to the next topic. You're not meant to fit in. Well, once again, I'm going to put this in the identity slash strangers side of it. Know that as a Muslim, you are not meant to fit in. Even Muslims in Muslim countries. Wallahi, I didn't felt like feel like I felt in when I went back to my country. And it's Alice as a Muslim country. I felt more as a Muslim and I felt more fitting in into the community I have here than the Muslim country I went back to. As a Muslim, you're not meant to fit in. And how do we know this? The Prophet ﷺ tells us that Islam began as something strange and it will end as something strange. So glad tidings to the strangers. You are not meant to fit in and you will be strange, but find solace in knowing that the Prophet ﷺ gave you glad tidings. Like He's like, it's all good, man. Like you're weird according to them, but you're from my ummah and I love you and I'm going to see you in Jannah. You know what I mean? Like that's how I see that advice from the Prophet ﷺ. You're not meant to fit in. Like as a Muslim, you're not meant to be normal. You're not meant to fit in. Like the norm right now is having a gazillion pronouns. The norm right now is to have a boyfriend every other week. The norm right now is to wear skinny skinny skirts and skinny. The norm right now is to wear mini skirts and to walk around half naked. That is more normal than covering yourself. We are not meant to fit in and we are not meant to be normal, quote unquote. And there was a quote once where the people shared it that that solace and that tranquility that you find in Islam, if he was saying there was these two poor men um, by the river dipping, like they were so poor they had to dip bread, like dry, dry bread into the water so that it was edible to eat. And he said that if the kings of the castles knew of the contentment that Islam had, gave us, then they would fight it with their swords. They would fight us with their swords. So it's like, know that you're not meant to fit in. Islam began as something strange and it will end as something strange. And the Prophet said, give glad tidings to the strangers. You're not meant to be normal and you're not meant to fit in. And if you go into university with that mindset that I know I won't belong here. Like, subhanAllah, I lost myself when I was surrounded by so many people. And when I felt like I, quote unquote, fitted in and I found myself when I was alone, but I found Allah. Because if you have Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, you have everything. And if you have everything, but you don't have Allah, you have nothing. Honestly, wallahi, you are a loser. If you have everything and you don't have Allah, you're a loser. You've actually lost in this life and in the next. But if you have Allah, even if you don't have anyone, even if you don't have anything, you're winning. You're really winning. And that advice was harder to see 
ages ago, but now, especially looking at the people of Gaza, they don't have anything, do they? But they have Allah and they have everything and, and we are actually jealous of them. I'm going to ask you right now, if you had a choice between being one of Dubai's most richest women with everything that you want, or the choice between one woman in Gaza with her deen but absolutely nothing, who would you pick? I hope the answer is the woman in Gaza. Now, you chose her, but do your actions live like the sacrifices she is giving up? Ask yourself. Ask yourself. And going back to the making friends, the Prophet ﷺ said that a man is upon the religion of his friend, so choose wisely who he takes. A man is upon the deen, a way of life of his friend. So make... Oh God, let me start this again. The Prophet ﷺ said that a man is upon the deen of his friend, so let him choose wisely who he takes as his friend. Deen in this sense is your way of life. Whoever you have as your circle, that is the way of life you are going to follow. You are the average of the five, six people you surround yourself with. Surround yourself with people that you want to become. Okay, Surah Al-Kahf, Ayah 28, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, A'udhu bin al-Shaytan al-Rajim, Wasbir nafsaka ma'alladheeni yadu'una rabbahum bilghadati wal'ashi yuriduna wajha. وَلَا تَعْدُ عَيْنَاكَ عَنْهُمْ تُرِيدُ زِينَةَ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَلَا تُطِعْهُ مَنْ أَغْفَلْنَا قَلْبَهُ عَنْ ذِكْرِنَا وَاتَّبَعَ هَوَاهُ وَكَانَ أَمْرُهُ فُرُطًا That ayah, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and we read this every Friday, don't we? And keep yourself patient. And be patient with those who call upon their Lord in the morning and the evening. So listen to what he's saying. He's saying be patient with those who call upon Allah. Seeking his face, his acceptance, and, and don't let your eyes pass beyond them, desiring the adornments of the worldly life. And don't obey the one, don't follow the one whose heart we have made heedless, whose heart we have made hard to our remembrance, and who follows his desires. And those whose affairs is like, it's ever in neglect. Listen, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying like, yeah, it might not be as cool. Yeah, it might be hard. Yeah, you might be annoyed by them every now and then. But be patient with those who call upon Allah. In, in hopes of his acceptance and rewards. And don't let your eyes pass beyond them. SubhanAllah, look at that. Don't let your eyes pass beyond them, desiring the, the adornments of this worldly life, whatever trends that they bring, whatever societies that they fit into, whatever parties they have. Don't let your eyes pass beyond them and don't obey. Don't follow the way of the life. Don't fall into their habits and environments of the people whose hearts Allah has made heedless. Did you hear that? I don't have to repeat it, but that's literally then once again the whole like choosing good company because wallahi your friends make or break you your friends pull you whichever direction you want to go in life your friends will pull you the prophet وسلم, said that you will be upon the deen you will be upon the way of the life of the of your friend so choose closely who you take as your friend your friends like it's i, I can't stress it enough you'd rather be alone you would rather be a loner lonely with absolutely no one but as long as you're, you don't have bad friends and as so one person asked Ustada Yasmin once at school like I don't have any good friends so like can I at least just stay with my bad friends like I, I don't want to be by myself and she was like listen you'd rather not drink the poison than drink a little bit of the poison you'd rather be thirsty than not drink the poison bad friends are like poison don't 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 if if I if you had if you could if you would take away one thing from this video don't take bad friends. Don't think that you are strong enough because you trust yourself. Even if you trust yourself, you know that they're bad, but you're like, yeah, I'm fine. The Prophet ﷺ is telling you that you will follow their way of life. So trust the Prophet ﷺ before you trust yourself. Ba -ba 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 -ba.
the next uh, what's it called the next uh, uh, like subsection if you want to call it that is um, getting into the MSA now before I got into the MSA actually after I got into the MSA I didn't realize how much bashing they get on social media like everyone is talking about bad things about the MSA but I see it as one of the most beautiful places and it's get into the MSA but at the same time don't if you are there and if you are practicing going into university don't ever think that you are better than anyone and on the other side of it if you are not practicing if you are not wearing hijab and you still want to go into the MSA and you still want to go into the musalla don't ever think that you're not good enough know that every single person is on their own journey wallahi my first two years at university I didn't step foot in the musalla I ended up praying towards the end of it like at in like random lecture halls I'd take my scarf and my skirt and my prayer mat to school but I wouldn't go into the musalla because I felt like I was being judged and the first you know the first couple of times I went I thought that every single person was looking at me I wasn't a hijabi I'd go in um one of the prayers I would pray um I'd put my skirt and hijab on there and I'd pray I felt like everyone was judging me if and the thing is it's all in your head because back then if someone looked at me even if they were being kind I'd be like oh my god they think I'm such a bad Muslim they're judging me I might as well not come here but now if someone looks at me, even if they hate me, I'm like, oh my God, she wants to be my friend. You know what I mean? Like, it's all in your head. So if you're not a practicing Muslim, uh, you're not wearing hijab, whatever it is, whatever that you have in your heart, don't ever think that you're not good enough for the Musalla, for the MSA. Because inshallah, Ya Rab, those sisters, those people there, that community there is there for you. And if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put in a stepping stone for you to get closer to him, be it through that at university, regardless of how they are it is the best place to be on campus regardless of who they are they are the best people to hang out with at university and khalas, that's it um and so remember that everyone is in their own journey and uh, my friend was talking about it it's she was saying be there especially like as much as you can especially you might be involved in some other society in some other classes and you're not fitting in there. Like you're the only mahad. Most likely you're going to be the only hijabi in class if you are hijab or you're going to be the only Muslim in the whole entire class. So you're not fitting in there and you're constantly trying to fit in and try and please them. And then you come to the musalla, you come to the MSA and you're not as practicing as them or you're not wearing your hijab as good as them. So you don't fit in in either places. And what we normally tend to see and what we normally tend to do is go the easier route, which is going you know what, I'm just going to take my hijab off. I'm just not going to go to the musalla. Let me at least make it easier for myself to, you know, fit in here. And I'll work on that later. And once again, what did we say at the beginning? If you live your life trying to please the people and you're displeasing Allah, no one's going to be happy with you. You're going to lose at both worlds. But be patient. Be patient with those who call upon Allah. Those people in the musalla, the sisters in the MSA. Not only will Allah be pleased with you. He'll place barakah in your journey, in your studies, in your path. He'll also make the people be pleased with you, whoever they may be. So... Be there as much as you can, especially in the musalla, and find the prayer room. Find the prayer room on campus. If you don't know where the prayer room is, find it. If you don't have one, most likely you do. I'm speaking like Australia-wise, especially. If you don't have one, try and get one sorted. Like, find a prayer room. Find a place where there are lots of Muslim. And in terms of, I said, you know, at the beginning, like, friends, Muslim only. But in terms of, like, academic advice I would give to you, not academic, oh, sounds so fancy. But in terms of, like, advice for, like, studies and stuff, Within your classes, integrate with, with as many people as you can. Build networks, build connections, have different groups of friends in every single class. If you have a math class, a physics class, an engineering class, and they're all different people, even if none of them are Muslim, become friends with every single one of them because they will help you with your studies. 
But at the same time, you go to these people for maths. You don't go to these people for your dean. And do not compromise. If they're like, yeah, you want to go to the bar after class, you know, we can talk about the assignment. Sorry, I can't do that. Hey, if you guys want to come over to X, Y, like this guy's house to study, sorry, I can't do that. Because they're going to invite you to the pub. They're going to invite you to the bar. They're going to invite you over to their houses. And if you become close friends with them, what do they do on the weekend? You think they go to the masjid and say, la ilaha illallah? They have parties. They have things that you don't want to be a part of. Don't go into those environments. Don't. Like... Literally, I'm telling you, one step falls after comes after the other. And like any sin, sinful, 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 sinful comes after it. Any khair, any any hasanat, good comes, good comes, good comes, good comes. As I said, get that it's not that deep mindset out of your mind because one thing leads to another. Wallahi, I know people, righteous, practicing. It took one class, one friend group. They're at the pub. They have a boyfriend. They've committed sinna. And that case is like slowly, slowly becoming the majority. It's scary. And you may trust yourself. Good on you. You may think that you're strong enough. Trust what the Prophet ﷺ said in terms of the people that you follow and you take close as your friend, you're going to follow their way of life. Get out of there. You can, like, I'm giving you advice to make as many networks to become, you know, close with your teachers and your colleagues and, and the people in your unit because they're going to help you with your assignments. They're going to help you with your work. And you need friends. You need, not friends, you need classmates to to, 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 to succeed like really well you need group study you need to test each other you need to help each other give each other resources but at the same time you go for them for maths you don't go for them for hijab advice and and that leads to a, um, another point it's like even if you're in um, university like as I said Islam is perfect Muslims are not don't go to someone you know for you know don't go to Sarah to ask to Sarah's actually a Muslim name <laughs> Sarah like don't go to like it doesn't matter like all these like I can't even say like specific Aussie like white names because I know reverts with those names um, but like don't go to this non-Muslim or this um, even if this person you set as a high standard as in terms of practicing but they're doing x y and z oh it's dirty um, don't set those people and don't go to those people like for advice have someone that you trust and a role model that you look up to whether it be some really like nice all around the sister at the musalla or find someone at the masjid um, and go to them for advice like have, find that person or place or circle that you can go to for advice and I should have put this at the beginning just make dua like literally make dua if but it comes back to the hadith I said at the beginning if you try and go every single day like how am I going to please Allah and honestly it's pleasing Allah by refraining from the haram is so much harder than pleasing Allah by doing good deeds good deeds is easy like in the sense that yep I'll just do my prayers I'll fast x y and z halas I'm done but refraining from all of this haram that these the society has made such normal and has put it down your throat that's actually harder in some senses and people don't give enough credit to that my friend shared with me she said that ibn al-qayyim said that real taqwa is not praying and fasting the nights but real taqwa like real god consciousness is leaving what allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hates and sometimes especially at the uni setting it is harder to be righteous in the sense that you are not doing all of that haram stuff that people are shoving down your throat and it's and it's normal you know wearing that hijab you know, not wearing tight clothes, um, shaking that man's hand, you know, being in that certain environment, going to this place to study. It's so much harder to say no to all of that. The prayer is actually easy compared to all of that. It's hard to say no. It's hard to, you know, tr not comp it's hard to not compromise on your beliefs, but don't compromise in anything. And I know in this, like, at the same time, I, I, I want to share this sort of second final. In all these non-Muslims that are coming to you, um, all of these people that are, you know, trying to shove pronouns and X, Y, and Z down their throat. Sometimes you will also be the first Muslim that these people are speaking to. Shocking. 
I think that I personally think that's shocking. Like I was at placement once and I was talking to one of the other kids that were on one of the other girls that were on prac and she was like to me, you know, like what are your hobbies? What do you like to do outside of studies? And I'm like, oh, I'm studying Arabic at the moment. And she's like, oh, how come? I'm like, oh, because I would like to, you know, understand my religious text. And she's like, what's your religion? And I'm like looking at my head, I'm like, Muslim? She's like, oh, no way. Like she actually didn't know. That's the thing. She actually didn't know. So when you are interacting with these people, you could be the first Muslim that they are speaking to. And don't, once again, be confident in yourself. Know yourself through knowing Allah. And don't shy away. Maybe this is a person, like you are going to be this person's only exposure to Islam and to a Muslim. Don't compromise. But at the same time, it could be a beautiful da'wah opportunity. And, you know, don't, you know, have this angry notion towards non-believers as in like, oh, they hate me. Like most of the time they just don't know. And so see it as a time to give da'wah through your character and through your manners and be that impression of good as of a good Muslim that they have. You never know, like some people, like many people out there don't know. And the final thing I want to end on, as I know I waffled a lot and I'm sorry for going off track multiple times, um, but in terms of being steadfast at university, all that is something, but you need to have an ongoing thing for your deen. Um, like you're going to be going to uni, like our semesters here are 13 weeks. You're going to be going to uni 26 weeks, two semesters of your life every single year for the next couple of years. You're investing all of this time in your uni studies and you're probably working on the side as well. Invest time in your deen. If you are going to university for 20 hours a week, you can't give one hour a week for the Quran. You are going to finish that whole semester. Why don't you finish that semester with half a of Quran memorized? so practical wallahi it's so practical if you can give if you can take on four units or have however many uh, however many units is your full-time load but if you can do all those classes two three days a week and you're working to another two days a week you can't give two hours for your quran one like a week have something consistently and even you know compared to your uni and compared to your work it might be small but remember that the prophet وسلم, said that the most beloved deeds to allah are those that are consistent even if they are small they're more beloved to Allah, like those small consistent ones are better to Allah than those big one-off ones. So know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala appreciates your consistency, even if it is small, even if it is small compared to this person and to the grand scale of things and, and your schedule, have something consistent. Have that consistent, if it's a Quran class, have that consistent Sharia class, that halaqa, whatever it is, have something consistent for your deen and progress in your Islamic knowledge as you are progressing in your secular and university knowledge as well. I'm going to say this to myself. It's hypocritical. It's honestly hypocritical. You are going to uni four days a week. You are working another three days a week. And you can't give an hour a week for Islam. You can't give an hour a week for your Quranic studies. You are going to finish these six months and you're going to finish uni. It's going to pass by. You're going to accumulate the units and you're going to get your money from work. It's going to come and go. But how much revelation did you store in your heart? When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells the people on the day of judgment to, to, to recite and, and he elevates their ranks according to how much they've memorized and how much they recite, what are you even going to have for yourself? We're in this dunya and we're not meant to forget this dunya and be absolutely hopeless in it. You're going to university, renew your intentions. Whatever you're doing, I'm going to become an engineer so that I can help the community for the sake of Allah. I'm going to become a doctor so I can heal people for the sake of Allah. I'm going to become a business manager so I can help Muslim people in business or I can be that Muslim person in that business industry for the sake of Allah. Whatever you are doing, you are doing it for the sake of Allah. But at the same time, that doesn't replace your Islamic studies. 
one hour a week. If you have absolutely nothing, have one hour a week of a Quran class. Find it online, find it out in your local masjid, ask the people at the Musallah. Be consistent with it. You need, you need, you need. Like I'm telling you, you need those classes to keep you steadfast at university. And once again, like every single thing that I recommended, for example, the MSA, the Musallah, the good righteous friends, they would push you towards that. Um, but if you have the other side, like Bethany from biology isn't going to recommend you to, isn't going to remind you about your prayers and isn't going to remind you to read your Quran. But inshallah, the other people will. And once again, pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for everything and ask him to help you, ask him to make you steadfast. But I really, really want to stress that you're going to finish the next, the next three years, four years, five years, they're going to go by like that. And you're going to finish your degree and then you're going to start your Islamic studies. Like, is that how pathetically low you grade your Islamic studies? Yeah, I'm going to do my university. I'm going to spend hours on my university. I'm going to spend hours on work. And inshallah, once I finish work in university, I'm, then I'm going to start studying my deen. Is that how like low you prioritize your deen? Like you're going hours and hours and hours working like a dog, studying for tests and units that you don't even want to do, but you can't give one hour a week for the Quran? See the hypocritic, like hypocritic, and and if you say, do you like, like, is Allahu Akbar? Like you say in your salah at least thirty four times, thirty four times a day, Allahu Akbar. Allah is greater. Is Allah really greater than your university studies? Is Allah really greater than the money and, and your work? Prove it. Prove it. Like I believe you. Ahlan wa sahlan. But where is it in action? So I'm once again, this is advice to myself. If I'm I'm trying to be as non harsh and gremlin as I possibly can be because. I talk to myself in a different way. And if anything, I'm talking to you, Alessas, I'm talking to myself, but a hundred times nicer down. I don't know, it works for me. But that's sort of the advice that I had. Inshallah, it is of benefit. And I will definitely, 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 inshallah, Ya Rabbi, if he allows me to do a whole episode on like identity and your Islamic identity and a whole episode on the fact that we're strangers and we're not meant to fit in. And yeah, so I pray that it was of benefit. Um, if you have any questions, let me know. If you have any advice, please listen. Smarty, I'm going to put a post, uh, post in regards to this halaqa episode on my Instagram page. If you, I'm gonna, And I'm going to ask for people to comment advice. If you have any other advice or if there was a specific advice that stood out to you, please comment it on that. So that, you know, this is a whole community that I'm trying to build on here. I help you, you help me. Like you guys help me and you don't even know it. Like honestly, I look at like, I read some of your reflections and I'm like, I did not know that. That's something new I learned. And you know, take this as an opportunity for you to get sadaqah jariyah. The Prophet ﷺ said that a person's deeds stop once they die, except for three. A righteous child that prays for him, um, a sadaqah jariyah project that they left behind, and beneficial knowledge. So share, share the beneficial knowledge that you have. Share anything to remind your brothers and sisters. Because in the end, that's going to continue bringing you rewards. You could comment it, and one person could see it. And they could take it on that advice, and their whole life will change. From that point on, you will get all the rewards, even after you have passed away. So why, why, why not? So definitely, this is not this is not me forcing you to comment on my on my Instagram post. This is everywhere. Like if you have something good, share it. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says in the Quran, "Remind, for indeed reminders benefit the believers." We're supposed to remind each other. We're supposed to help each other because I can't do this alone. You can't do this alone. So we're here together, inshallah. Um, I pray this will benefit. Let me know if you have any questions. Um, do I do this whole like like comment subscribe? No, it's it's lame. What should we do in the future? Astaghfirullah. No. Um, but yeah, share share this around. Um, benefit others. Um, whatever notes that you took from it, share it with me. Have conversations with your friends. And I pray, I pray, I pray Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants us that steadfastness and 
helps us find ourselves through us drawing closer to him and helps us live a life in university, in our works, in our homes that is pleasing to him. And that when he takes our souls, he is pleased with us and we are pleased with him. And on the day of judgment, I pray that I remembered something in regards to like friends and coming soon. Uh, on the day of judgment, I can't do anything. Yes. On the day of judgment, I pray that he resurrects us and we don't have any regrets. And I pray that this path that you are about to take or that you are on leads you to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and doesn't lead you astray. So, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.